Hey everybody, this is Katie Skinner-Her. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I really need a new intro, right? Like, I just feel like every intro never sat right with me. Um, I would record a couple and I was just having trouble wondering how can I encompass this podcast, this vibe, this experience into an intro? And I know people do it. I know people with more dynamic podcasts do it, but I've just had such a hard time labeling myself and it's it's hilarious coming from a seven-figure copywriter who has written tons and tons of podcast intros for podcasts that do way more listens and downloads than mine and cover more ground than mine, but um, it's it's just interesting. So I know I have a lot of creatives listening to me. I have a lot of writers listening to me, a lot of artists, a lot of um, budding artists and budding writers. So if anybody out there wants to take a crack at listening to my at uh, creating a, I should say, creating a intro for me, writing it out, and then I would record it. Um, hit me up. Let me know what your rates are because I love, I don't know, I love hiring. I love hiring my friends. So um, within reason, of course. If you're listening to this like three years later, and I happen to have a new intro by then. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So today's episode, um, I want to get into like the hardest lesson in the world. If you listen to my last episode on how to be magnetic, I talked about how like how one of my biggest struggles is not comparing myself to others. Hence this continuous lesson that I've had to learn of be your own muse, stay in your own lane, stop looking at what other people are doing and asking for the template, but connect within. There's a voice within, there's your intuition, your body is talking to you, your spirit is talking to you, your mind knows better, but it might just have this like shroud of, of I call it monkey chatter, of just like chit chat, of opinions, of most likely other people's voices. But what does your voice say? So today's episode for how to stop comparing yourself is a long coming lesson. Um, it's something that I'm consistently checking in with myself on all the time. It's kind of like if you know that you have the gene for a certain disease in your family or a certain health condition in your family, you know that it runs in your family. You're consistently kind of checking yourself and screening yourself and maybe taking action. Um, so for example, in my family, I know that diabetes and high cholesterol run in my family. Um, and so I have to be mindful of that consistently. And anytime a doctor tells me, hey, your cholesterol is really high, I'm like, I know, I'm working on it, I'm doing my best. <laughs> and sometimes I'll take tips from them and being like, what do you recommend? And they'll kind of tell me based off of my blood work. So this is how I see that. This is just something, the comparisonitis is something that I have a predisposition for. Growing up, I always heard my mom talking, comparing herself to other people. It was like, First of all, I love my mom. I'm in a really good um, place with her because I did the work to do so. I could definitely see an alternate reality where I kind of cut my mom off and we didn't want to work on our issues. But I chose a reality where I would have a thriving relationship with my family because it breaks my heart to hear so many people talking about like, oh, just cut your family off. Just, you know, whatever. I mean, of course, it's there's nuances to this, okay? But like, this is my, my perspective, my story. I really wanted to have a good relationship with my mom. But growing up, I just constantly heard her compare me to other kids as well as my siblings. I have six siblings um, and we all grew up together in the same house. So there's just like that constant comparison. Um, I also heard my mom compare herself to other people. I, she would just like flip through magazines and be like, oh, I wish I had thighs like that. Or um, I can't do that because I don't have the shoulders for it like her. Um, it was It was pretty consistent. And even if 
she didn't know she was doing it. She didn't mean to. Like, that's just kind of how everybody spoke back in those days. Now, thank goodness, with social media and with, um, you know, body positivity, body neutrality, um, body acceptance, and people just being a little more cognizant of parenting styles, and they're getting the message out there. Um, fortunately, more and more people are um, kind of calling out these little things and they're checking in with themselves and being like, okay, like I said, if you have a predisposition for it, you should always be checking it out. And sometimes we stray a little bit and we're like, oh my God, I've gone the last three months completely comparing myself to other people. Um, maybe I should stop. <laughs> um, so be gentle with yourself, be kind with yourself, have grace with yourself and know that if you're on this journey of personal development, of being your best self, living your highest life, whatever you want to call it, um, letting your creativity out, um, all those kinds of things. Just know that we're up against a lot of opposition here. Um, I don't mean to scare you, <laughs> but just people, we, we have a lot of, of history of non-acceptance of ourselves, of squashing our intuition, of societal conditioning. Like we have more out there than we do inside, if that makes sense. So you probably have more experience being told that you need to be like your sister or you need to work harder to get the A's like the valedictorian or um, if only you could be skinny like her and all those kinds of things. You have probably more experience of that than you do of the work that you're doing right now. That's my assumption. (laughs) Um, So give yourself grace and know that you really are up against a lot. And you probably brush elbows with people every day who have never even considered the way that they talk to themselves, never considered their relationship with their body, never considered chasing their dreams. And here you are crushing it, killing it, breaking chains. So just first of all, give yourself that grace. Like, please, 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 please. (laughs) Um, I think you would do yourself a world of a favor if... Um, again, you weren't comparing yourself to who, like when you're giving yourself this timeline that you absolutely need to be somewhere at a certain time, or you're not doing anything right. Like who, who are you comparing yourself to there? And, and, and why are you doing that? Um, so for my first tip with not comparing yourself is getting acquainted with your own beautiful divine strengths first. So just start to shift the attention over to yourself. You know when people say, focus on yourself. Don't worry about what someone else is doing. What what does that mean? So the first step, start to pay attention to your strengths. The things that you like about yourself that you would not trade if asked. So let's say that you really like your eyes. This is an example, but of course, I also want to focus on the non-physical things too. Like you like your laugh, you like your personality, you like the way you light up a room. You think you're you're you know you're a very good leader. People pay attention to you when you speak. Even the things that make you uncomfortable, because I have a lot of strengths that I had to accept because they made me very uncomfortable. Um, for example, my husband says that I'm a very good public speaker. Um, I'm very good at commanding attention of a room when I want to. And that makes me very uncomfortable because sometimes I'm battling in my own head the fear of being seen, like the fear of visibility, the fear of what if someone's judging me? What if I have something in my teeth? And it sounds super duper 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 silly right now, um, <laughs> but it's real. Like it's it's... We have to acknowledge that even if it sounds silly, it's super there. It's super, you know, that skeleton is so in the closet with us that like, like uh, angry screaming child is in the backseat of the car with us, whatever analogy you want to come up with. Like that voice is there. It's present. It's tangible. Even if you can't always see it, 
don't write it off as like, oh, I shouldn't think this. Because I hear a lot of people say that. A lot of my clients are like, I know this is stupid, but I still compare myself to my sister. I still compare myself to my mom. I still compare my, like, it, it, it's real. So let's, let's accept it <laughs> and then move on to your strengths, even, especially the ones that make you uncomfortable. So um, let's say like going back to the physical uh, attributes, I like my eyes, let's say that. Um, and you feel uncomfortable accepting that you like a physical part of you when, you know, maybe the doubt creeps in and you're like, oh, I shouldn't like my eyes because that's so shallow. I like my body. Ooh, I can't like my body because it's like a sin to like your body these days. Um, I really like my hair, but you know, watch the butt and just focus on your strength. Pay lots of attention to your strengths and love them and nurture them and take care of them. So let's say that you really love your hair. Um, how can you go a step further in that? How can you just take extra beautiful care of your hair and really, really nourish it and give it the things you've always wanted to? Let's say you know deep down that you're a good public speaker, then how can you take that a step further? I think for me, one little silly thing that I do with the public speaking thing is I just started talking like to the camera. I started this podcast like Talking makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, sometimes when I listen back to my podcast episodes, I am like, oh goodness, I should not be doing this. This is terrible. <laughs> like that's the, the, you know, the monkey chatter that comes up. It's like, I should not be doing this. I should not be subjecting the world to this terrible speaking. I'm so bad at this. I'm so sorry. And then a lot of times, unfortunately, I have deleted things because I'm like, oh my God, that wasn't perfect. I need to take that down. When the whole message that I'm trying to share here of Be Your Own Muse is that the world needs art. The world needs more art and art doesn't just need painting and, you know, whatever, like fashion design or <laughs> whatever you think of as art. The world needs more creative output. I'm going to make a whole another podcast episode about this, but I want to talk about the spiritual concept of the muse and how like the muse is this divine channel of expression. Um, so we have our channels of reception and then we have our channels of expression of, of giving. And when you're making your art, when you're posting on Instagram, when you're writing blogs, when you're painting pictures, when you're speaking on a stage, when you're being your true authentic self, you are giving. And when you give, you can receive better. And I'll do a whole other podcast about that. But back to your strengths. Even if you want to hit pen to paper, I think you should because that's kind of how traction is made. That's how we, we build. Hit pen to paper. Write down three. If you can go to five, if you can go to 10, please do that. Three positive attributes about yourself that you would not change. Like even if you're really struggling with self-image or um, you feel like your personality is really bad, what what is it? And remember that there's a shadow and a light side to absolutely everything. Someone might say that you're bossy, but you can affirm to yourself right now, I'm not bossy. I'm a good leader. Uh, I'm not <laughs> annoying. I'm very dynamic. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. This was a huge one for me. One big trigger word for me was the word obnoxious because I feel like growing up, I was just told all the time that I'm obnoxious or I was like made to feel annoying or <laughs> whatever, what have you. Um, so but someone else would say, like my husband would say, that I, um, I'm very knowledgeable about very many different things and very passionate about very many different things. <laughs> um, so write down your strengths. The next level that I, would, that I would recommend to you is go into, if this resonates with you, please, by all means, go for it. If you're not sure if it resonates with you, give it a try. Um, I highly, highly recommend that you get into your astrology and your human design. 
Um, you can also go for the other personality tests, such as the Myers-Briggs. Um, as a psychology graduate, I have some mixed feelings about the Myers-Briggs. I'm just saying it's incomplete, but there are so many different personality types. Um, my favorite is human design, but the whole point, the whole point of all of these things is that they help, it's, it's self-study. It helps you understand yourself more. So for example, myself, human design, I'm a manifesting generator um, in human, human design. That's my energy type. And human design is special specifically towards finding out your best workflow. Like how do you work best? How do you energetically output best? How are you in relationships? Um, that is going to be at the most ease for you. Because um, one thing that human design is really, really specific on is how, how like, society conditions us in so many different ways to be one thing. Um, and human design is reclaiming your own inner, your own, your own uniqueness. And there's so many different ways to do this. It's not just human design, but I really, really, really like it because the one biggest breakthrough that I had is, like I said, my energy type is manifesting generator. So manifesting generators are like meant to, they are meant to do many different things. People always say, oh, you can't multitask, stay committed on one thing, stay, um, you know, do one thing at a time until you're really, really good at it and specialize in that thing. And that advice never felt good to me. It's good advice. Like if you want to specialize in one thing, work really hard at it, stay focused. Of course, that sounds great. But manifesting generators are meant to do multiple things at once. We can multitask. I thrive under multitasking. And I have always loved doing so many different things at once. Um, like when I was in college, there was at one point where I was um, doing community service on different areas. Like I was walking dogs. I was volunteering at local events. I was baking cookies at the Ronald McDonald house. Um, all sorts of different things. While also uh, working as a barista at Starbucks, while also um, being the co-head of editorial of my local um, like women's periodical organization, it was called Her Campus. The point is I was doing so much all the time and I felt like I was thriving. Also, Evan and I, our relationship was like our best. <laughs> so I was like going on dates with him and my mom was just constantly telling me to do less. She was like, you're going to burn yourself out stop doing so many things. But the thing about a manifesting generator is this is true for, for all human design types, for all humans, but you need to load up your plate with things that light you up. If I filled up my plate with like boring classes that I hated, a dumb job that didn't get me anywhere where I didn't have any friends and anybody to talk to, cause I've been in that position as well. You just feel drained. And one thing that I was reading about last night about manifesting generators, um, is that anytime they do something, and it gives them energy. Like, you know, that feeling of like, oh, that was so exciting. I want to do it again. Can't wait till the next time I do it. That's like the universe's way of telling you to keep doing that thing. And it's the same for generators as well. Um, if you want to know your human design type, I highly recommend that you download the app My Human Design and you can get a free, um, your free chart, free breakdown of what the things mean and a free reading. Um, and then I think you can upgrade to get like more specific on the little details. I currently just have the free version, but I've also taken online courses about understanding my human design. But I think just the basic understanding is enough to really give you some breakthroughs on your unique energetic type. So for example, Evan, my husband is a projector and that just means a whole different ball game. Like he is not like me in that way. He, 
Um, he's much better at holding other people's energy. So he's a high school teacher and that's perfect. Like his students are so energetic and they talk a lot and he's really good at harnessing their energy and directing it. Projectors are typically teachers, leaders, coaches, um, just like they're really good at holding space for others. And Evan is really, really good at that. Um, so understand your unique type and know that there's, and know this deeply to your core being. There is not something wrong with you. You may have been carrying in your backpack, your metaphorical backpack, all these stories of why you're not where you want to be yet. You might be following like society's um, explanation of success. You might be um, just carrying a lot, like a lot of stories. Um, Maybe you had a failure at some point. This is another thing that my human design reading told me is that like society will see my like dynamic lifestyle like I I like to do so many different things at the same time and then I like to move on from them like this is very true where I like to have a lot of different jobs and then I will quit when I feel like I've, I've mastered it I'm like okay I've learned everything there is to learn here I want to take that knowledge and go somewhere else and and people have always told me that like I'm non-committal I'm disloyal um I'm like I don't know what I want in life and one thing that my human design reading told me that I was reading about last night was society will tell you that that's a failure. Like you're giving up, but you see it as exploration and that is actually your life's purpose. So combining that with astrology for me, I'm a Sagittarius. I got all sorts of Sagittarius all over my chart. My North node, which is like your purpose, (laughs) your life's purpose. My North node is in Sagittarius and Sagittarians are known for being explorers. They're fiery. They're explorers. They love to learn. They love to travel and they, they're, they're not known for their commitment. They're not known for their loyalty. They're not known for their, like, desire to stay just for the sake of, like, man-made fabricated loyalty. I think um, one thing that's always kind of grossed me out, just, like, in a, in a visceral kind of deep way, is the concept of, like, being rewarded for loyalty just for the sake of loyalty. Like, oh, I stayed at this company for 30 years. For what? Just so that you could get a Rolex? Like, what? <laughs> that That's just not how I'm designed. But there are other types that are really good at chugging along at one thing. Um, and I mean, for anybody out there who says, like, oh, you're not committed and whatever. First of all, I have a husband. We've been married for five years, and I don't see us slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> And, um, I got dogs and a baby and tattoos. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Anywho, um, really, really dig into those things. And if you already feel like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with astrology. I'm doing fine. Like, why don't you dive in a little bit deeper and, and get a different aha moment? Cause there's no way that you looked at your chart once and like are fully understanding of yourself. <laughs> Because I know every time I read my human design chart, I learn something different. Even just like the overview of your manifesting generator. That means that you're not meant to do one thing your whole life. Even that was just a huge breakthrough. And then they go through your, you know, your, your strategy on how you're best meant to like interact with life, your relationships, how you're meant to be like with another person, all these things. There's just a wealth of information. There's a reason that people dedicate their lives to understanding these things better. And of course, go with your gut feeling, go with your intuition, because there are a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of content out there that doesn't resonate. Um, I know for the longest time I was following a lot of astrology TikToks 
And there was a certain point where I feel like I just did not resonate with any of it. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't feel like this is me. And so I actually booked a reading with somebody who I felt like I kind of resonated with. So I booked a reading with her and she read my chart and was like, okay, so yes, she gave me, she blew my mind. And she told me that um, because, because of the time I was born, if I was born one minute later, I would have been a Capricorn rising. So I'm a Sagittarius rising. One minute later, I would have been a Capricorn rising. If I was born one day later, I would have been a Capricorn sun. Um, Meaning like this, like I'm basically on the cusp of two huge personalities. And that's why I feel very kind of pulled in either way. And for those of you who are familiar with astrology, Capricorns and Sagittariuses are so different. (laughs) Um, One is very um, one's an earth type, Capricorn's earth. So very grounded. Um, they're known for their successes in business. They're known for being very career focused. Um, so many other things. They're known for being dependable and hardworking. Um, think about the goat, right? Like just a mountain goat. And Sagittarians are known for being fiery and fleety and like, um, kind of all over the place. And, um, I'm just always been in between those two. So I never fully resonated with one of those two personality types. Um, so, okay. So there you have step number two. Step number three is to honor people who you compare yourself to for their path. So if you, if you catch yourself, like literally catch the thought, thoughts kind of fly around in the air, like bugs. I just see thoughts as like clouds or bugs that are just like kind of woo, like zipping around. I think bugs on like a hot day is how I imagine thoughts. Um, most of them are fast and like you don't pay attention to them, but they're there. They're in your space. So the next time you have a thought that's like you see somebody else with something that triggers an emotional response in you, like anger, jealousy, you feel like you want to hit the unfollow button. You feel like you want to like laugh at them and be like, well, that didn't actually happen. Or you probably just, you know, have a sugar daddy or you make some type of assumption about the person. Hey, maybe your assumption is totally true. But the fact of the matter is, is that that is not your business, whether or not your assumption is true. Catch the thought as if it was a bug in the sky. <laughs> Catch it and just tell yourself that person is showing me that it is literally possible for that to happen to me. So, for example, one of my biggest goals is to have this like six to seven figure boutique coaching business. Um, I used to think that I really wanted to take my marketing business to... Um, to like the, the, big, the, the, the big guns. Like I... Re- Excuse me. I really wanted to scale my marketing business to be six or seven figures. But then I recently found that what I really want to do is keep my marketing business, of course, because I love my clients, but I really wanted to go big with my coaching business. But a part of me is like, is that possible? I don't know anybody in my city who's done it, um, but I know so many people on the internet who have done it. And I've caught myself so much just like, unfollowing (laughs) or making some kind of excuse for somebody else who's done that. So I find somebody who has achieved the goal that I want. They're living that dream. And I make up some reason about how it's like not real or how they're probably ripping people off or something every single time. And whether or not they're ripping people, people off or they've completely fabricated their success and it's not even real is not my business. Um, I just know that it is physically possible for that to happen, because I've met lots of people who've done it. A lot of my clients in my marketing business 
have done it. They're living that dream. And it doesn't matter if whatever else they have going on. It's that it's possible and I can remind myself, wow, it is totally possible that this can happen. And we're always like looking for, I know in my life right now, people are looking for uh, the shoe that's going to drop. Like, okay, well, you're happily married, but your husband's going to leave you the minute that you have a baby or you have a house, but you're probably going to go broke and you can't afford it or you have a business, but you're probably going to fail and have to get a desk job like me. Like people have said these kinds of things to me and they're just like looking for the, like they're looking for the, the crack. Like where's the crack in this, in this facade that you've given me? And I just remind myself that it is totally possible. I am living this and I know that it's real and that that must be true for somebody else. That they, somebody else is living the reality that I want to live and it is not my business to crack and poke holes in this this dream they have. So my biggest advice for you, if you want to stop comparing yourself to others, is to take it slow, be gentle, and don't beat yourself up for not being where you want to be or for judging yourself for not being where you want to be. It's a whole journey. That's why I have so many podcast episodes. That's why I keep showing up every single day. And just know Anytime you play small because you're comparing yourself to somebody else or, you know, somebody else has what you have and you, you know, you, you get upset about it and you just like shut down. One huge question that I ask myself that is really carrying me through this, this question is just, who changed everything for me. I always ask myself, who is benefiting from me giving up? Who is benefiting from me playing small? Oh my gosh, over time, that question is just unfolded and it really gets me going. If I say, ugh, this is too hard, I can't do it, I don't understand, I'm just going to keep being the way I was, I don't want to change, I don't want to make art today, I don't want to show up, who is benefiting from you not showing up? Who is benefiting from you saying, this is too hard, I'm not going to do it? It's too, it's not hard. It's uncomfortable. But then you get to a point where it just feels normal and natural. Like, I mean, think about how at one point you didn't even know how to drive. At one point you didn't even know how to eat with a fork and knife. You didn't know how to use the bathroom. Like you didn't know how to cook. You didn't know how to do anything. But could you imagine if you just said, this is too hard. I'm not going to learn how to do it. I mean, you definitely had the support of your parents for learning how to, you know, use the bathroom, I'm assuming. But who is benefiting from you now not seeking support. I'm not saying you need to do it all alone. I mean, like, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Who is benefiting from you saying, I am not going to do that thing that I've always envisioned myself doing? Because if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that somewhere in the back of your mind, there's some dream that you're like, this would be really cool if I could bring this to fruition. I have a dream of starting my own business. I have a dream of, you know, traveling the country in my RV. I have a dream of getting married and building my own house and filling it with children. You you have all these dreams and they might kind of be sitting in the back of your head being like, you know, but like later when it perfectly aligns, maybe. I just want to let you know who is benefiting from you playing small and making everyone around you an excuse for you not even trying because there's always going to be more people. Oh my God. And the more, the closer you get to your goals, the more people you meet who've achieved them. And that just gets more and more intimidating. Like, let's say you become an artist. Okay. So you're an artist. Now you get paid for your graphic designs. I'm just making something up. You're getting paid for your graphic designs. You're in it. You're, you have a job around 
other graphic designers. That just means that you now know more big graphic designers and it's a sign of an up level for you to be a little fish in a big pond. And it's exciting to be a big fish in a little pond, but when you up level, you're going to meet more people who are going to intimidate you. And I'm here to tell you that that is a sign that your dreams are getting closer and closer and closer. In fact, some of the things that you had been begging for years prior are probably present right now. I mean, look at your life right now. What exactly is happening that you asked for years ago, months ago, days ago, minutes ago? Like, (laughs) I firmly believe that life is always responding to us and it is our job to set the tone. And that has been really challenging for me. I mean, let me tell you, because I have had a really hard time seeing myself as a leader. I've always, like I've said, looked for the template, looked for what other people are doing, looking for the instructions that I can follow so that I can be a good little girl. But seeing yourself as a leader, as the one who sets the tone, at least in your own life, in your own brain, in your own body, you are the leader there. And life just has a tendency to you know, find you and find where you're at and meet you with what you're going for, if that makes sense. Okay, I think it's pretty good to start with. I, I think you have a lot to work with. Get pen to paper, write down your strengths, catch a bug in the air anytime you catch yourself having an unhelpful thought about somebody else. And get out there and, and, and just see how much farther along you really are and give yourself that credit. Focus on your strengths and just keep little by little making it happen. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in the next one.